Welcome into the Lemon Pepper Parlay Podcast. Rob Parker here, Martin Weiss there. Yes, the NBA edition, the NBA playoff edition. And uh, Martin, what's happening? How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm happy that uh, I'm happy to see. It was a little full circle moment for me last night. One of the first, one of my first like moments of sports fandom. One of my first big memories was Chris Paul being drafted to the New Orleans Hornets. You know, I grew up a huge Lil Wayne fan. Seeing Lil Wayne and Chris Paul embrace on the on the baseline, I felt like I was there. I felt like I was there. This was one day. I'll tell a story of how I used to skip my own basketball games to go watch Chris Paul and the New Orleans Hornets play growing up as a kid. It's one of the reasons I'm in the job that I am in today. It's not why I picked the Phoenix Suns, and uh, but watching Chris Paul have a have a great game while talking to my dad was was pretty damn cool last night for me. As a, as a fan of the game, and I'm happy to see that somebody who, you know, has, has played so well <clears throat> and played so long in his career, able to get over the hump and make it to the make it to the NBA Finals and make it, you know further than he's ever has. Yes, the Suns as a good team. Yes, they were the second seed in the West, but they couldn't have had an easier path to the NBA Finals with three great mm-hmm. players being along the way. So I will tip my cap to the sun. I mean, my- yeah, you know, that's it's fine. That's fine. They go ahead and they beat everybody, and they're in the finals. You know, whoever you want to talk about, every single player, every single team has had injuries, including the Phoenix Suns. I'm going to know, but I'm going to be consistent the way I've always been. When I looked at Steph Curry and the Warriors' first championship, no Kevin Love, no Kyrie. All I'm saying is, for the, I'm putting it on the record. I'm not taking it away. It's their championship. They won it. The same way Kawhi won the championship when Kevin Durant blew out his Achilles. You know what I mean? But, people, but he won it. And the same here. They're going to the finals. Tip my cap to Chris Paul. But I'm just saying, A.D., Murray, and Kawhi Leonard. There's no way the Suns beat the Clippers if Kawhi Leonard's there, I would have been stunned at that. But anyway, well, I'm the, glad you had the Clippers, if the Clippers had managed Kawhi Leonard's injuries better, maybe he would have been. I'm glad. I'm glad your uh, childhood dream came true, and even though he's not playing for your team that he was drafted for and whatnot, you know, that's the one thing that, as a guy growing up and a guy who hasn't been a sports fan since 1986, when I got my first full time job in this business and I stopped rooting for teams. Um, the one thing that I think is, is so, you know, strange to me and misguided is just the idea. And obviously it's changed because, you know, you can watch every single game. When I was a kid, there was no such thing. You watched your local team, you know, even on football, you would only watch Monday night football to see the highlights from the rest of the league. You, you couldn't see that anywhere else to see what other players and other teams were doing. So you were always locked in and focused on your team. Guys now, they bounce from team to team. It doesn't matter. I know people who were Cleveland Cavaliers fans. Then they became Miami Heat fans. Then they became L.A. Laker fans. I just can't even comprehend that. If if I was from a city or – and. Uh, Whoever's wearing my uniform is the guy I, I rooted for, not the other way around. But that's where people are now. And it's strange to me, but that I think you're a perfect example of that. You're a Chris Paul fan. 
You don't care that much about New Orleans. I'm right? not even. I'm honestly not even a overtly Chris Paul fan, but I think it's more along the lines, and we've talked about this before in different contexts. But you and I both, as jaded as sports fans as we are at this current stage, you more than me, right? You can tell by the gray hair. You get emotional when you see guys lifting that Larry O'Brien. When you see guys hosting the the, the Stanley Cup. Or you see guys lifting little Lombardi, you get a little emotional. You see it and you're like, you know what? That's I heard you say it to me before. It's like you get a little bit of like it's it's a level of being seeing seeing people accomplish goals that they have tried to achieve for such a long period of time. Yeah, that's what it's not emotional. Like I'm I'm happy that the Suns won or like just like the humanity of all of the idea that Chris Paul has sacrificed a great deal of his life to get to this moment in time. And that has to be an immense sense of personal accomplishment, even though he probably and and not even probably because he said it in a post game last night. And I'm sure he'll say it continually going forward. Job's not done. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to get there. I think he would like to win. You know, Charles Barkley made it to the NBA Finals. He didn't win. And he talks about it all, every day. And Charles Barkley was a great player. You know what I mean? Like, I, I really don't think most of the millennials or younger people have any idea. They see Charles Barkley, and you, you hear people always ripping on him about not winning a championship. But this guy was really a great player, and he didn't win. But it doesn't matter. I mean, uh, Chris Paul gets his opportunity. He had a big game in game six that they needed from him in order to make it happen. So that was good. And uh, and it, it wound up happening in L.A. where he spent some time and had so many failures and so many bad big games, you know what I mean, where it didn't work out for him. But finally he uh, punched his ticket. So there it is. The Suns are on their way. And the Clippers, you know what? I give them credit. They fought through, uh, you lose your number one player, your best player. And uh, they could have folded against Utah. I know you had Utah in that series. Utah was up 2-0 and uh, wound up losing the last four games, including two without Kawhi. Uh, And then uh, they could have rolled over in game five in Phoenix. No Zubach, no Kawhi Leonard. Instead, Paul George puts on an absolute great show. 41 points in his own, you know, playoff high and put in a great uh, performance. But uh, they don't have enough. And they're done. Uh, Ty Lue, I think, did a great job coaching the Clippers. I think the future for the Clippers is bright. You know, when you look at that team, I don't know who else they're going to hold on to. Reggie Jackson, Blossom. You know, you saw Reggie Jackson in Detroit. Was probably overpaid at that point for what they thought he was going to be. He wasn't that. But he really blossomed and, and played well in the postseason. I mean, you're right. You know, the little Clippers that couldn't ended up running out of gas trying to climb up the mountain. You know, they had injuries just like everybody else. You know, perhaps maybe if they don't tank out, you know, the uh, the last two games of the season and get better seeding, they don't they, they don't go seven games with Dallas and they don't go seven games with Utah and they don't and they don't play 19 playoff games in 40 days and they don't run out of gas in game six, which honestly should have been game five. If Chris Paul, that's why it's so great that Chris Paul had a great game six because the games four and five, he did not play well. And the Suns offense looked entirely different. So it's 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 very it's very good for us who all are talking in front of microphones that Chris Paul balled in game six 
because honestly, I think the Suns would have had it in five. That was my prediction initially, but eventually, yeah, you're right. The little Clippers that couldn't ran out of gas. We had them in five with Kawhi. I told you, I told you the Suns were going to win. First of all, I told you at the end of the two seven series, midway through when LeBron was doing all his fadeaways and on Jay Crowder and Andre Drummond was mimicking him, I said the winner of the West was coming out of that series. So the winner of the West came out of that series. I said it was wide open whoever came out of that series. Lakers to go to the final. We picked the Lakers to go to the Western Conference. Right, I did, and at the start of the playoffs, yes. And you picked the Clippers, and you were wrong. So congratulations. No, 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 but don't the act little like Clippers that couldn't didn't make it. The no, same way no. the Lakers couldn't get over their injuries, the Clippers couldn't get over theirs. Congratulations. The best no. thing that the Clippers got going for them right now. No, 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 no. Because here's oh, the no. thing. The Clippers got through this playoffs on sticks no. and glue and the likes of Reggie Jackson and Marcus Morris on veteran minimum contracts. But I will tell you this, the bright part for the Clippers in this postseason, because you mean you have Kawhi being hurt. That's a standard. You have Paul George who actually played Played incredible this postseason, but down the stretch, you know, Paul George down the stretch in the fourth quarter wasn't there. I'm not I, I don't I'm not the one of these people that says you have to have a great fourth quarter to have an incredible and great game and great playoffs. I think Paul George played great in the played great in this postseason. However, it's undeniable. He missed two free throws, cost him a game. He was non existent in game six no, just man, now. But man. the biggest bright spot of the Clippers for this postseason is Tyron Lue. That's that's your bright spot. It's Tyron Lue. That's it. No, I, I disagree. I think it's Paul George who definitely got some respect in this postseason. And Tyron, I just gave him a ton of respect. I just but gave I'm, him a ton of respect. Oh, but I'm saying that's what comes out of it because when 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 Kawhi lost, when Kawhi was hurt against Utah, everybody said it's over for the Clippers. That they wouldn't. It even was get over out. for the Clippers. It was but over for the Clippers. If Rudy, you know, no, no. If the Utah Jazz don't allow Terrence Mann to score forty points, it's over for the Clippers. It should no, have been over for the Clippers. If the Defensive Player of the Year, which is the big problem that the guys like you and Chris Broussard and these other people who have influence on these, if the Defense of the Year can play some defense and not let Terrence Mann get forty, they're going home. Was that it's game a good story? Was that it's game a good, six? It's a good story. The Clippers were a great story this year. Congratulations. The little that, Clippers that couldn't. Was that six or seven? Game. They were the little Clippers that could not. All I know is not. all I know is you're trying to take credit for the Suns when you pick the Lakers to go to the to the NBA. You bet your can you rip up your futures tickets if they all had no. the Lakers? I did I the one that I have when I bought in Phoenix after game three, I said, the, that one cashed just fine. Covered the rest no, of all I'm my futures. So the there future. you go. Where are your future tickets? Because neither one of your futures are any good. And the two teams that I picked. Oh, wait. You didn't, oh, you didn't even bet on them. Oh, Mr. Big Bad Rob Parker. Have some courage in your convictions, Mr. I'm in Vegas every other weekend. We see you at the Hooters taking split, taking a – Selfies uh, with the, with your chicken wings on the table and Jays on your feet. Where are your futures tickets for your Brooklyn Nets and your Los Angeles Clippers? Because right now they got about as much value as the toilet paper in my bathroom. No, but I'm talking about you were the one who went out and put up about the Lakers, and now you're acting like you hit. Because what you said to me, and this is why I got an issue with you, is. I said that the team that comes out of that between the Lakers and the Suns is going to go to the Western Conference. That's not what you said. You picked the Lakers, so don't act like 
you were so right. I never, so, I, so at no point, at no point, I said the no, team that I'm wins this series about, is going I'm to the finals. About, at no point, I said no. that. At no point, I said that because you just said I didn't say I, that. I'm asking you, no, no. The good listeners the of the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast know that I said that. No, because the difference is I pick, I you pick, um. The, the I picked, you, you picked it when you picked 0 no, 2. I picked no. 0 2, but the difference is I got one team in the finals because I oh. <laughs> all right, bet go ahead. Yeah, it's, all it's cool. Is like, it's, yeah, 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 yeah. And if Kevin Durant had a, a strong shoe size and if Kawhi no, had better knees, and real. yeah, sure, all like, of that. You act like you thought the Suns would go on to the that, that's all. Just keep no, it real. I am going to act like I thought the Suns are going to the finals. I'm going to act like I thought the Suns are going to the finals. In fact, to pick the song, that's what I'm fact, asking. Rob Parker. In fact, Rob Parker, I'm going to go back and listen because I know you won't. I'm going to go back and listen to the first playoff edition, the first one of the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast, and see if I said the winner of this series, 2-7, is going to win the final, going to win the West. Makes any sense because you bet you didn't bet them. You bet I'm talking about. I when did you made, bet them. You, you don't listen. You, I did bet them. That doesn't I, make sense. Rob Parker. Rob Parker, I need you, you to hear this. I need you to hear this. I need you to hear this right here, right now. Yesterday, yesterday night, a plus 560 ticket for the Phoenix Suns to win that's the West cash. In my no, 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 no. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I need I you to understand. So I did bet that. I did bet that. I bet on multiple teams to win futures, Rob Parker. Let me tell you something about gambling. That's how it works. When you have futures odds, you can sprinkle on a few in the West. I sprinkled on two teams. I sprinkled on the uh, three teams. I did the Dallas Mavericks, the Phoenix Suns, and the Los Angeles Lakers. In the East, I did two teams, the Milwaukee Bucks and the Philadelphia 76ers. So – of my futures, of which I had five, I got two still alive. One cashed, one still breathing. Of yours, you're over two. So congratulations. Right. You got no second place finish. And you're sitting there over because two. I, and if you had bet money on it, you would have none. Because I don't I don't pick eight teams and hoping that one of them wins. All my point is you I would be a better gambler if you picked maybe five on the odds. And this is a gambling podcast, my friend. I'm not a fortune teller. I'm a future. I'm a moneymaker. That's the point. No, but you've lost money along the way. You might have cast 560, but you had losses. Don't try to. Of course I did. So did you. But no, I had but wins today, like, and that's the point. Uh, you're acting like you won. But you know you better. I did. I did. Rob, when you cast the future, what did you do? Because you didn't lose. Okay. Yeah, they lose. Because when you bet on other teams, you're already setting yourself up for loss. That's my point. That's why if you just if you're gonna bet, if I'm gonna bet three three hundred dollars and I'm gonna bet a hundred mm-hmm. on each team, that means I'm gonna lose two hundred dollars. Somebody two of the That's teams, not true. Bet. That's not true. That's not true. It depends on what you bet your three hundred dollars on. It's a fundamental well, way that odds work, and it's it's shown that you and Chris Broussard fundamentally either manipulated or misunderstand it on the odd couple, and that's why you get all these people who are like, "It's so cool! I get to make a bet with Rob Parker to give you four pairs of J's to two pairs of J's for something that should be even odds." 
That's why, and that's why you you go on national radio and chastise me all the time, call me scary and call me a sucker and call me this and call me that because I refuse to be taken under your wool on the national radio and the people who actually gamble and know this life. And, and, and as this thing expands, everybody else is going to agree with me and be like, you know what, actually that Rob Parker, he doesn't have any idea what he's talking about when it comes to this. Now, maybe you could pick an NBA playoff series. Maybe you could pick a winner. Maybe you could pick there here. But gambling futures, that, that, that right there, we have exposed Rob Parker. If you've been watching the NBA playoffs from the sidelines, now is the perfect time to get in on the action with FanDuel Sportsbook because during the conference finals, new users get 30 to 1 odds on any team to win their next game. That means you can win $150 on a $5 bet. That's right. You risk five, you can win $150. Okay? Now, right now, I think the Atlanta Hawks are going to go ahead and take care of it. Giannis's knee. I, it didn't look great. I know Trey Young's ankle doesn't look great, but I'm going ahead and I'm fading my Budenholzer with all my might. I'm going ahead and taking the Hawks and their dogs. Take that $5 and put it on some plus odds. How about that? Okay. Even more way to win on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook because their app's easy to use. They've got great pricing, exclusive always on promotions that let you get more action out of each game day, plus different deposit options so you know your dollars are always safe. And getting your money, which is the most important part, is the easiest part. You'll get paid in 24 hours. That's easier than the layup that Ben Simmons passed up to Matisse Thibel. Just sign up with promo code LP3 to bet the NBA Conference Finals with 30 to 1 odds. Once again, that's promo code LP3 to unlock 3-1 to one odds on any playoff team, either the Hawks or the Bucks. This is good for the conference finals. The time is running out to win their next game exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. All right, let's move over to the um, other series, which to me, you know, uh, has, has been dampered. I mean, obviously, and this whole postseason has been dampered with a record nine all-star players injured and now in this series Giannis it does it appears and has been reported not as bad as we you know might have it might have looked when we first saw it and when he came out well of the that's game, good because honestly it looked like his knee was it looked like his knee exploded so right. <laughs> like, no, I that's agree. so that's to hear pretty gruesome when you see it but uh there's no a report according to reports no structural damage uh, I'm not so sure where he is as far as being listed today. Uh, and also, um, you know, Trey Young did not play in that game four. And Milwaukee, that was just a weird uh, situation because they weren't out of the game even when Giannis got hurt. And then it just seemed like after that happened, they, they kind of threw the towel. See, part of me was wondering watching that first half, and like I was, I I promise you this, Rob Parker. I was like, did something happen in the in the last game that I missed? Why is Giannis so timid? Why is he? Why is he not? Especially after he had come out in the previous game, and and and, and really, the Bucks seemed to have got their mojo after the way that Chris Middleton had played, and you know, seemed I, I honestly thought the Bucks, you know, lock it up. So. When they came out pre Giannis, pre Giannis leaving the game and just seemed so flat, it made me wonder if something was honestly bothering Giannis. And then he comes out and he seems like he's going full bore. Then he gets hurt. It makes me West. That's doubly why I kind of wondered what was going on with him, at, like as a player. But 
the overarching thing about this series and the reason why that I had picked the Hawks to begin with, like Giannis, notwithstanding, right? And I obviously you can't bank that Trey Young and Giannis are going to get hurt. But Mike Budenholzer has no curveball, and it's so evident. He's got no change. He's got nothing. He's, he has no he is on page one of the book and has and refuses to go to page two and page two. Page one has gotten him to a certain level of success. But even if, when you look at the games that they have won in this postseason, you can't go back and point to one of them and say, what a masterful coaching job. Like if you go back and look at the Clippers run from last from this last season. Right. This this Clippers postseason run. You can go back and look and say, you know what? Ty Lue schemed up a guy, schemed up a, a defense in which the defensive player of the year was getting exposed to the tune of 40 points from a bench player. Right. Like I tweeted the other day, how much better or how different would Los Angeles look if the Lakers had just ponied up the two million uh, the two years and $20 million that it would have took to get Ty Lue there year one instead of Vogel. Because when you look at what the Clippers did this postseason, there's no doubt about it. I, I call them little Clippers that could. But all of these postseason, I mean, all these uh, role players, just incredibly playing well. All of this coaching aspect, like I see Nate McMillan has a lot of the same aspects. And he doesn't have necessarily the championship accolades that Ty Lue has. He never had a LeBron. Right. And his, his postseason aspects haven't worked. But the idea and the willingness to tinker and change and make a, and, and, and put a Terrence man in the game or, and, or sit a Trey Young and go to a Lou Will or and just like bench a Bogdanovich for a couple seconds. And, and he, it's just the idea that these guys are trying things in the postseason and, and whether they're working or not, Budenholzer refuses to try. And that refusal to try is always going to get you a B minus. And I think the, the Bucks are at their B minus level. Like, if you, you know what I'm saying? You got to change your study habits up if you want to get an A. And they're not going to do it. So I think that I just – if they do win, it's because Chris Middleton just put his Batman cape on again and went for 40. But it's not going to be because of anything in particularly great, honestly. Yeah, I, I still don't know where this series is going to go because of who's playing, who's not. And I guess – Giannis is doubtful, so, you know, uh, in, in this game. And this game is going to be in Milwaukee. Um, so this is a big game, obviously, a game five. You know how important it is in a series. Uh, so this game, obviously, if Milwaukee wins it, you just got to win one of two. And if Atlanta wins, they're in the driver's seat, you know, uh, so to speak. But, um, yeah, this is another series that I just – I can't put my finger on and if, I, if I'm just talking about this game, I'm just going to go with the home team because uh, bench players play better and reserves, you know, playing at home rather than on the road. So I always believe, like, there's a, a little bit of an advantage, and obviously not having Giannis is a, is a huge loss. But you see teams rally sometimes when guys get hurt. You saw, the, you saw the Hawks do it, right, at home, knowing they didn't have their guy, and they came to play. And they were ready to go. Um, and that was impressive right there because that looked like, to me, going into that game, they're going to be down 3-1 to one and this thing is, is over, right, uh, with, with uh, Trey Young hurt. But, but that's not how it, it wound up playing out. And, and that's really why we care about sports and why we continue to follow it and do all the things we do because as much as we think that we know, and if we knew 
the outcome of everything, we wouldn't even be, you wouldn't be doing this. You would be living in Vegas, betting every day and making a lot of money. But listen, but, Rob Parker, uh, to, real quick, if I had a 15 minute rewind button, I would be living in Vegas and, <laughs> and would be making a killing. That's all I need is a 15 minute rewind button on life. And I would never, I'd never lose. Everybody. And that, and that's, that's what I'm saying. That that's the beauty of sports. That's why we care. That's why, because some things that we think are, we see that we know is going to happen doesn't happen, right? So, so, so that's the whole part of it. That's why we're still engaged in it. That's why we still love it. That's why we still care. So, this series, uh, Milwaukee and Atlanta. You know, I, I just, I'm at a loss. I'm at a loss for this series, um, and I, and I would just bet Milwaukee only because they have home court. If both of their stars are out, I'm going to take Milwaukee. Uh, if Trey Young gets to come back, have you heard the latest on Trey? Is he, st- is he doubtful as well? Yeah, he's doubtful as well. I, at this point, I'm just approaching the game that neither one of them will play. That's kind of how I'm looking at it, I think. Uh, and I'm, they're but, doubtful, but I, they're not listed as questionable. Doubtful means, for the most part, you're not playing. So what? So I I I think your point about the idea that a team can rally behind, you know, uh, you know, after losing their star player, you know, it, obviously they can ride that wave for a while, right? There's diminishing returns after a while. There's a reason why the star is a star, but a team can can float quote unquote above its level for a little bit. But I'm just I'm trying to put it like a a feeling of like trying to trying to quantify this feeling because. I see it in some teams and I see it not in others. Like I see it, for example, in the Los Angeles Clippers, and I fundamentally do not see it in the Los Angeles Lakers, right? I see it in, and and it's making me wonder, is it something about these guys who actually played the game, who can maybe go into their locker rooms, right? And say, everybody out there doesn't believe in you. And like, I remember the one time when I was there and my star player was down and we did this and we did that and nobody believes in us. And this is just it's a different level of rah-rah speech or whatever, whatever they're doing in quote unquote to motivate the players than a guy like Mike Budenholzer or a guy like, you know, like some of the other guys who are the video coordinator type assistant coach who don't have that experience <laughs> Of, of playing without their star player almost. The only problem I have with that is some of the greatest coaches who ever coached didn't play, didn't play on the no, highest I, level. I'm not saying that my, I'm not saying, well, I don't, I think Mike Budenholzer can't coach, but I'm not saying that in general, these guys can't coach I'm, in this specific instance. Is this type of coach more, more qualified almost to, to, to rally his troops through that three game span where they're missing a guy. It's just, it, it anecdotally, it seems as such over the last few years. Yeah, but the problem is Doc Rivers played in the NBA, right? Doc Rivers won a championship. <laughs> and he's had three or four teams lose three one leagues. You know what I mean? Like, so so I don't know. I, I, I know what you're trying to get at, but I don't know if we can just kind of pigeonhole it to one type of coach, right? Because Doc Rivers was a player in the league for a long time. He's had success. He won a championship. His first year putting together three players, but he's had nothing but disasters of late, you know, since that 2010 championship. And then you have like 
you know, people want to say that Bill Belichick's one of the greatest coaches in football history, never played, you know, didn't play football at that level. Uh, Greg Popovich won five championships. He didn't play in the NBA. Do you know what I mean? So, so it's like such a mix, mixed bag. And then some of the greatest players who ever played weren't great coaches. So, so I hear what you're saying. I don't know why certain teams are able to do it and rally when their guys go down and then other teams aren't able to, to make it happen. It, it is definitely fascinating because you see some teams just, you know, put it together for a while. And like you say, eventually you, you, you're going to run out of steam. If you can just win without those guys, then you got to start to question how important they really are. You know what I mean? If you could, if you could lose a great player or your best player and still win, you might win a couple of games. You might win a series. I don't know if, if, if I can really chronicle a team winning a championship. You know what I mean? Losing their best player. That would be interesting to, to find out and think about. All right, so we've already made our picks on the game. Rob, you said you like the Bucks because they're the home team. I'm taking the Hawks as the underdog. I like them to win outright. So, But that does not qualify for our Lemon Pepper Parlay. And because this is the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast, Rob Parker, lay out a nice little same-game parlay for us today. All right, here you go. Here's my Lemon Pepper Parlay. And I'm going all Milwaukee Bucks at home. I think their reserves and their bench players play better at home. I think they rally around. That last game was embarrassing. I think Chris Middleton uh, rebounds. Remember, he didn't make the three. He was like 0 for 7. He was awful. I think he bounces back. And we saw them. I remember last year, though, the one playoff game that they did win against Miami I remember Giannis didn't even play in that game. And Chris Middleton played real well. I'm going to say he bounces back from that shocking injury. So here's my lemon pepper parlay. Take the Bucks, give up the three points, and take Chris Middleton and go over the 27 and a half. I think Middleton scores 32 points in this game. It's enough to let the Bucks win, take a three to two lead at home. And remember, it's always better with the cheddar. Rob Parker, I think your parlay is, is uh, sorely going to not hit as, as Chris Middleton's Cinderella slipper has slipped off. Okay. 0 for 7 in his last game. I don't like it one bit. My lemon pepper parlay. I'm taking the Hawks plus three, of course, and Drew Holiday under 23 and a half points. Drew Holiday has been a complete no-show this series. He was supposed to be the Trey Young stopper. He's the reason why Milwaukee spent all this money to try to move off Eric Bledsoe and at this point has not proven to be that much of an upgrade in the way that they need it. That's my lemon pepper parlay. Let's eat. I like that a lot. All right. Here we go. The latest edition of the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast, Rob Parker, Martin Weiss, the NBA playoff edition, and we'll see you next week. Same bad time, same bad channel, and we'll see how Martin at that point uh, his Bro, Atlanta. I Hawks just know what we won't see. I know what we won't see next week. No, not my Atlanta Hawks. We will not see any basketball in Los Angeles, like I told you. All right. Of course, he said that because he thought that the Lakers were going to the championship. So now, all of a sudden, he said there's no basketball. Now. I just can't figure it out. What that just doesn't make sense. The listeners anyway, of this podcast know what I say. They know what I'm talking about. 
No, no, I don't know what you told me. The Lakers were going to the championship. You told me. I don't not know. You know, it's so it's so quiet. I'm sorry, it's so loud in L.A. from all the mouses urinating on all of your tweets that I can't hear you anymore. Lemon Pepper Parlay Podcast out. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs>